here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Blood, pride, survive. You're faking your bones to break it. Yeah. Like the Nazi, like the tribes, they come to battle on this night. The ring, the feel, the feel, the war. That's where they lay the law. Lay the law once again. Omakaze. This is episode 19, and I'm joined this week by two brand new guests here. Um, for one, some new guests. We've had a lot of returning guests over the past few weeks. So two brand new guests here, two guests that you might know if you travel in certain wrestling Twitter circles. Um, my first guest, his name is Jake, and he's also known as Oakgan. Oakgan, right? Oakgan? Yeah, Oakgan. Oakgan yeah. on Twitter. Um, the... What is it? Father of the Year, Gamer in Chief, Ogan. Yeah, that's the bio. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, it's going okay. Enjoying my day off here. Been watching CZW all day, as it were. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. And our second guest is a man I've actually met at a Ring of Honor show before. This is Kevin Brown um, at Daruki Noy on Twitter. Kevin, what's Wait, up? I, we met. Didn't we meet at that Ring of Honor outdoor show for like two seconds? Oh, yes. For like two seconds, literally, like, we did. Literally half a second. Yeah. I don't yes. remember. I think you recognized me or something. I don't, I don't really yeah. remember. It was, more like, it was yeah. more like a head nod deal. 
but yeah. we did. I was supposed to feature at the other one, but I don't even remember the reason why I got into the city really late and missed the uh, pre-show. Yeah. I mean, I, I are you even going to go to Final Battle this year? Because I've been thinking about it. I'm like, eh. Uh, if I can get someone to get me tickets, yeah, that's where oh yeah, it's already sold. It's already sold out. That's right. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, they sell. You know what? I, last last year, what happened? What what I ended up going was uh, they released like production tickets like the day of, and I I happen to work like um I work like thirty fourth in Madison or thirty. 32nd Madison, what the fuck am I talking about? So I don't know where I work, everybody. But 32nd, I work on 32nd Madison, so it was very easy for me to just like, okay, I'll buy this production release ticket and just go to the show that night. But um, if you don't know New York City geography, everybody, it's like it's maybe, right it's like a 10 minute walk, yeah, to the Manhattan Center from, from my job. So, but I got ripped off though, because I bought a fucking front row ticket and then it turns out they like put me on a, in the corner in front of this fucking trash can. So it's like basically my front row ticket was, you know, the trash can had the front row ticket. I was second row behind the goddamn trash can. But um, it, it did release, I, I got some funny pictures of everybody like the, the, the wrestlers were the young, I guess the young boys or the fuck you want to call them would like come over and like stuff these the streamers and this garbage can all night long so by the end it was like this fucking like overflowing like um like fucking monument to to streamers i'm just like okay this this is me sitting behind the trash monument very uh very i'm fitting. thinking like i was at that show i don't remember a single match it fucking sucked it yeah. was no good. i remember it being a like yeah i, I would have watched it I, I don't recall a single thing that happened uh, Kyle O'Reilly won. He began his historic oh, of honor okay, right. world <laughs> championship reign. His historic reign that ended uh, like a week later at the Tokyo Dome and in a heatless ten-minute match with Adam losing the title back to Adam Cole. And now they're they're in the same unit, the undisputed ERA in, in, in WWE. Right. So um, to, I feel like that. I remember that actually being pretty good. <laughs> But like yeah, it, was, it was okay. Uh, but I think they fucked up the finish or something, or the ref yeah. did or something, and it completely killed it. It it wasn't even as good as Manhattan Mayhem a few months later. I didn't think that show was any good either. I, I'm sorry, like one or there was like I, I can't remember any of these fucking shows anymore. But like, and, and this is hilarious because I could tell you like match for match every single fucking Ring of Honor show from like '04 to like '07. But these shows I went to like a year or a year or less ago, I have no fucking idea. So, yeah. Like, this show was not that long ago, and I don't remember anything on it. Was this the one yeah. that had the uh, – it was Hiromu, uh, Osprey, and Skrull in a multi-met in a three-way? Yeah, I think it was. And that was oh, – oh, no, was that Manhattan? No, that wouldn't have been Manhattan Man, would it? I don't I, know. I thought it was <laughs> – I think it was I the man just Ma- Osprey. Manhattan Man, I think it had Dragon Lee. Yeah, yeah Manhattan Man was just Osprey, Dragon Lee, and that was like the only good and thing that, on that show. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. And there was something else I remember thinking was okay. I mean, the best match I've seen in Ring of Honor, I think, was in the past year. And I, I haven't watched a ton of Ring of Honor, just as soon as I went to. But whereas I, I think Osprey and uh, and Jay White, right at the uh, at the Global Wars show in New York, is that correct? Uh, that that's good. the one yeah. I missed, so I don't think I've ever okay. saw it. Yeah, that match was really good. I remember thinking that they saved that fucking show after the Young Bucks, like. Got on my shit list forever for doing that fucking match with Naito and Hiromu. 
<laughs> I hate that fucking match so bad. Dick Jackson blocked me over that because I talked so much shit about that match while I was there. I was like, okay. So Nick Jackson's a name searcher, folks. He's the name searcher Jackson. I think they both do. Oh, well, they Matt, all are. Okay. Yeah, Matt, I mean they all are, but some of them are like egregious. Yeah. Matt Jackson's never blocked me, so I'm only, I'm only blocked by one buck. I don't know how to get. I don't know how to get the double block, but. I just keep talking shit about them and hope Matt notices one day. But I know uh, one of them is more thin skinned than the other. I forgot which one it is. I get I get probably Nick, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's probably Nick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, like whatever, I guess. It's cool. Um but yes, we're not here to talk about Ring of Honor though. We're here to talk about CZW. CZ dub. Um so fair warning first. Um this is a promotion I know absolutely nothing about. Um, I've been to two of their shows, which we can we can talk about later, because I think it was during a period neither one of you were watching, right? No, that was well before my time. Yeah, I am an old. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so I, I was, this is like... I've seen shows from that era, but I was yeah, not regularly I've gone back and that. watched a lot of the big ones, but I wasn't like a... Okay. I was in like fifth grade at that point. I was definitely not seeing <laughs> shows online or whatever. But um, but yeah. So I've seen two of their shows. We'll talk. We'll talk about my history with it a little bit. But um, obviously the two guests here, they're they're both very knowledgeable. How, do you remember how the show came about? Like someone asked for it, right? Or you I asked for it? it. No, yeah. I think I just said like have me on to talk about Zandig, and you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and sure. then we we somehow yeah. roped Jake into it. I don't remember how. Yeah, I think you didn't trust me as a solo guest, which, given how long it took me to get my mic on, was probably a good choice. <laughs> okay, but no, it's more—it's more like I, in general, in general, I like to have on two guests when it's a topic I know nothing about. Um, I made an exception for Jr. because on the on the Lucha episode, uh, I guess because Jr. can Jr. can talk for the rest of his life probably. So I don't—I know I don't—I don't have any issue uh, having to hold up my end of the bargain there. He. He can do it by himself. But in general, if I know nothing about the topic, I like to have two guests. Um, and CZW, again, I know I really don't know anything past. Like, oh, oh, here's what I know about CZW. I know the ring announcer is the most obnoxious person on fucking Twitter. I think in, in the history of Twitter.com. He will never hear this. Nah. But, but there, buddy, he I don't know. So- I think that guy might listen to it. That <laughs> dude. I was at like a show like a week after I argued with him about Roman Reigns on Twitter, and I just kept looking at him like laughing, like what? Not be not even because he's like funny or like not as an insult to the guy. It's just like oh, I was arguing with you about the stupidest shit, and we're never going to talk to each other. I just I just remember he has one tweet that's something like what is Puresu? And like misspelled Puresu on, on purpose. And that's like the kind of lazy trolling he does. And meanwhile, I think he like produces Dojo Wars or something. So it's like... I, hey, I, Dojo yeah. Wars has some good stuff. I, I, understand, I understand, but like... like you, can't, you can't exactly claim you don't know what Puresu is when you're the producer of Dojo Wars. I mean, I don't know. You mean like being... What's baseball? He's an announcer. Yeah, What's baseball? Fine. I'm saying out of this. I have no issue with him. I'm not going to bury anyone on the show yet. I'll bury someone who thinks bad. I think he's fine at his job. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I was a ring announcer. I just know he's one of the most annoying people on Twitter. Yeah, Um, I muted muted him a long time ago. I I don't want to read those tweets. (laughs) um, As far as 
what else do I know about CZW? I know that like a recent CZW. I know that like uh, Leo Rush like broke all wrestling apparently. I just I saw I saw that gif a hundred thousand <laughs> times. I, I, uh, that gif rules. Yeah, no, that gif. <laughs> I can't understand is... <laughs> a reaction other than like laughter. I mean, I, that was my reaction. I'm not. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't understand the people who are sitting there. They're, like, mad at this. Like, do you know what company this is? Do you know anything about this company? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting there thinking about it, and, like, I'm, I'm replaying it in my head right now. It, it is, like, it's the most – for people who have no idea what we're talking about. So someone describe this. Someone who's not me. Uh, it's just – Nella versus of... Leo Rush. They had their big feud. This is kind of the blow-off. This is Leo's last match in the company or whatever. And pile driver off a ladder through a table and like doesn't even get like a one count. He just immediately pops right up and no sells it. And then <laughs> so great. takes another pile driver <laughs> right afterwards and then kicks out at one, I think. <laughs> and then the match continues for like another five minutes. <laughs> oh, I love, I love, uh, I love it. It's amazing. The thing is, like, those kind of matches are, like, a lost art in indie wrestling. Just, like, ridiculous no-sell jobs. Yeah. Like, I, think, I mean, there used to, to be a time... Every, yeah. There used to be not a time just, in indie wrestling where that was every single fucking show. But it's not that extreme, but, like, as far as people no-selling every ridiculous move and kicking out one and every, Like, that was everything. That was every show. Yeah, it's like... It's not that everyone on the indies is good now, but everyone is competent. And that, like, almost, and, like, to me, that drags the shows down. Like, I want one ridiculous stinker with, like, glorified yarders doing dumb spots on a show instead of, like, a third decent tag match. Like, let me laugh a little bit. Yeah, it's very different from what it was like when, you know, obviously when I first started watching, and then even, I guess, when you were watching, um, things have have been very, uh, very different. Um, CZW is one of like the last bastions of like older right. indie wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Especially the uh, the most CZW shows somewhere early on the card will have like a ten man scramble. Yeah, it's just yeah. nothing but spots for eight minutes. And you'll have like and that's just really that's a lost art. Any more of those wrestling for ten years that like still suck, but you kind of enjoy them. Right, like mm-hmm. Greg Excellent couldn't work any other show. <laughs> Right, like um, no one else would book Greg Excellent in 2017 except CZW. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously then you have the extreme stuff, which not, I get not, some people do, but not a ton of promotions in America do it anymore. So, you know, that obviously helps them stand out too. Yeah, listen, they still draw. The shows yeah. are still doing good. Like they're doing better crowds than a lot of like promotions that we think are like hot. What are the what are the crowds like? Give me a number. Ah, uh, a number I don't know, but they mostly fill the venue. I don't know how many it holds, but it's they still run the uh, or they were. I think the they skate actually, zone. Yeah, I think they just changed. They got their own venue that I've missed like the last two shows, so I don't really know what this place is like. So we don't have any idea. Like, is it, are we talking like six hundred? I'd say less than less than six, more than three. Okay, that makes sense. But when yeah. you consider indie wrestling numbers, that's not really bad. 
No, I mean they were they were I've had a ton of Ring of Honor shows and what's considered the glory days that drew around that and or less sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean that was that was standard range, honestly. Like if it drew eight hundred, that was a you know, there there were times where that was a that was a big deal. So um but yeah, it's just a it's a very unique promotion. And you know, there like you're saying, there isn't a ton else left like it when it comes to wrestling. Um, there was a there was a show I I talked about this last week with Jesse. There was a, a Wrestle One, uh, a Wrestle One match. I think it was I was talking about the the finals of their. Oh god, what fucking match was it? It was some fucking Wrestle One match. I think it was maybe the cruiserweight title match with Yoshioka and the eighteen year old, and they did a match that just reminded me of like old school indie stuff where they. They went like 20 fucking minutes, but they, they kicked out of every goddamn move in the history of mankind. Like, they just hit move after move after move and just kicked out of all of it for like 10 straight minutes. And, it was, and I was like, this is a CZW match. This is like a super indie match. And this, that's that's what I think of, I guess. N- me, knowing nothing about CZW, that's what I think of as like a CZW slash like US indie match. That's what reminded me of it. That's... I mean, that's more generous than most people's interpretations of CCW. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's no the average wrestling here. fan. They've they've seen more CCW in like Botchamania clips <laughs> than they have actually watching it. Um, and definitely those old shows are filled with people who barely know how to work and fuck everything up. But I mean, yeah. nowadays it's like like some regional guys and then guys you would find on any super indie show right and that's probably what i know better because you know we'll talk about the two shows i went to but they both filled with like guys that would have been on you know any pwg show at the time so um but yeah i mean like so if, if my perception of, are there matches like that in cw still just the the kick out of everything under the sun match oh uh. Once in a while, like that, like those Leo Rush ones we talked about, they did that to a point. But I guess that they were jumping off scaffolding and stuff, so they can. It doesn't matter what you sell, and that's the point of the match, really. Like no, I feel like the overlong kind of is that more happens when they do death matches. A lot of Mm. they have like two guys who are okay at death matches, and the rest suck. So, like if you watch Tournament of Death, everything feels. Ten minutes longer than it should be. Yeah. Who's the two guys? Who are the two guys that are okay? By by uh, just a a great deal. Um, Ricky Shane Page is pretty good. Uh, Tim Donst guy. Some people really like him. I think he's. I don't like Tim Donst at all. No, you're not. Who is no. the, you, bro- you broke up hard. by the way? I think there's who was the first name you said was it Tremont? Yeah, I like Tremont and. Uh, Ricky Shane Page is good at death matches. Um, See, I didn't even know Tim Dunst the death match. Connor Claxton? <laughs> is Connor Claxton still really working there? He's he's like Mr. Claxton now or something. Uh, okay. Is is he in a stable? I'm a little behind on on like this year of CCW since they stopped doing eye pay per views. So. Hey, they get all of them on high spots within like two or three days. I have trouble watching wrestling if it's not live. That's um, that's a good point. Especially CZW is definitely one of those companies I, uh, that would like really benefit from live tweeting it. Yeah, I, I I can watch a show with someone, like if I had someone over or 
set up some kind of like sync tube situation. I, I could watch it, but in my apartment by myself, I really don't like to watch wrestling. All right, I get that. I do most of mine by myself, but it's always like enhanced. That's why I always try and like wake up for the New Japan or the Dragon Gate shows, just because like the eight other idiots who did it, it's like a bonding moment. Yeah, I, right. I wish yeah, I could this still was do that. last week. It was the first New Japan show I'd actually bothered to wake up for in a while. I didn't do this one, and I woke up for like just the main event for this one, and I don't think it benefited. I watched it. I watched Power Struggle with on tape delay, but with Todd Martin. <laughs> so that's what that's how I saw Power Struggle. Um, after he just had covered UFC, and that's all he wanted to talk about, really. But I'm, it's understandable. I'm sure it was very exciting. Yeah, it was a good UFC show. I, I don't. I don't really watch it, so I have no idea. All right, so you're not an MMA guy. No, not not, not at all. You're not a huge GSP fan. No, I've I never. I used to watch a little Pride. That's it. I don't really. Never care, never gave a shit about UFC. Um, but but yeah, power struggle that was cool. I don't know why that came up. You, yeah, did, I, I know you brought it up. You're a Dragon Gate guy. You you said you woke up for the main event today. Uh, no, not today. Oh, I woke okay. up for the last like three matches. Yeah, uh, or not yesterday. What was it? Two or three days ago now. That Gate of Destiny. Yeah, however many yeah. days ago it was. Were you as high on Mochizuki to see as I was or no? How high were you? I didn't. I didn't four read three, Four and three quarters. Yeah, I think we're about the same then. It's definitely the best, their best this year, or their best match this year. Yeah, by a fucking mile. I mean, like, yeah, geez. but it hasn't been a good like, match for singles. This year, this year sucked. So I mean, like, Gay Destiny was. Uh, it was a welcome. Uh, like, yeah. even the tag match was good, and those. Have yeah. Been... Those have been pretty bad, and that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll talk about that this weekend on Open the Voice Gate. In different the podcast, I'm not on different podcast. But in the meantime, CZW. So we got a lot of questions on this, so we thought we'd just go right into them. But before that, I wanted to get like your guys' background on with, with the promotion. So I guess uh, you can start, Kevin. Um, what was when did you get into CZW? Um, like how did you get into CZW? And really, like, just. People on a forum like four years ago now were like, you got to watch these matches. And they'd post like GIFs of them or YouTube clips. And like all it takes is seeing like one Zandig promo in a YouTube video to like realize like, all right, I have to watch this. (laughs) On some level, I'm just going to enjoy this way too much not to watch it. (laughs) Did you start going to any shows or no? Yeah, I'd started when I got home from being away from school. So... I guess that's what, like two and a half years ago now. So, so I started how... like sporadically going to them when I had off, like on the weekends and could drive there. Gotcha. So what describe for people who are, who are like just listening at home, what is the live atmosphere there like? Uh, was, was this was this already skate zone era or was this East, still East yeah. Atlanta? No, this is already the skate zone era. Uh, and, uh, so I'm the only one on this podcast who's seen them in the East Debbie Arena. Yeah, I would say so. That's crazy. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Uh, so yeah, they're a little anti-Semitic. It's not a. <laughs> there was a pretty big controversy recently where the fans kept like chanting anti-Jew shit at David Starr, which uh, can't do that. <laughs> but CZW is not. It's not a. I guess PC company. How many? I, I will say. 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. 2017 might be the first like calendar year for CZW that you could go the whole year without hearing someone call someone else uh, the F word. I'm glad they're, I'm yeah. glad they're progressing. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've gotten a little better, it seems. Uh, it's a very low bar to clear. Are there a lot of Trump hats, MAGA, all that shit? Nah, it just kind of like it's like kind of just like an old punk show you would go to mm. like a basement one but it's bigger and there's so still the, jumping off ladders it's yeah the same, it's, the it's the same crowd that is what i what i what i went through yeah i doubt it's changed much it's the same yeah probably, probably. a lot of these same people and then mm-hmm. some of them got their kids into it somehow that's a good thing yeah, yeah. if i have kids i'm not letting them watch I have a theory, by the way, on the F word thing. I, I really think, like, for for a lot of people who aren't, like, that's why I ask about the MAGA hats. Like, people people who are on the edges of it, like, who weren't who aren't like Trump supporters, like being, like, quote unquote, anti PC or like, oh, that's it's like just not cool anymore. You know, it's like now it's like that just makes you like a fucking Republican. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's Except the wrestling shows. What I it's what I've noticed, but I don't know. I think my mic is cutting out. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's my personal theory, I guess. Um, so, Jake, what was your background? I know you you don't you never actually gone to shows because you're not an East Coast guy. But um, uh, no, I started watching in 2013, maybe. I think that's right. It was during the uh, the Gulak and, and Busick matches. I, I got super into them in uh, uh, Evolve and Beyond. Mm. Gulak was the champ. It's like, oh well, he's suddenly now defending against like good wrestlers in the main events at CCW. So I, I started giving them a chance mm. and had a lot of fun. Yeah. So I assume both of you guys are already wrestling fans, right? For a long time before that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I got into it pretty close to when I got like back into wrestling, like probably within the first year I started watching it again. But yeah, but obviously it wasn't like the first time I've ever seen wrestling. I've always like kind of wondered, like, are there people who got into wrestling as like an adult? Did they like that didn't like it as a kid that discovered it later in life? I, I know a couple, actually, but... Yeah, I, I guess um, maybe it's just me, but it's one of those things I like could never imagine liking if I didn't like I, I'm, tr- I'm sure that is true, but I, there, there was this... Um, there's total aside here, but there's this girl I followed forever on Twitter who never made a peep about liking it and like just one day started tweeting about WWE constantly. It's like, I don't know what happened here, but <laughs> they, they got her as an adult somehow, it seems. You know, there was like a period around Mania 30 when it was like kind of hip to like it. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I think social media has helped a lot with that. Yeah, so it's it's not really as like stigma to like it now as it was. Yeah, I feel like we've hit a point too where like um, the, the you know WWE has become uncool again. So maybe that's why people kind of aren't like I don't see as many. People, just like normal casual people tweeting about WWE anymore, as I as certainly as I did around thirty. But um, yeah, 
all my real life friends and like people I work with all like have all given up on it again. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, there was a guy at my job who used to a couple like a year and a half ago even would occasionally talk about. It. He hasn't mentioned it a long fucking time. So I assume it's like it's it's like gotten on cool again. Wonder at why. least this year's Royal Rumble was like the Neil where like all my friends were kind of just saying, we're done with this. We don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> and then the few of them that stuck around for Mania like halfway through was just, they can't do it anymore. They finally, <laughs> uh, they finally caved. I mean, this year's Mania fucking sucked. No, so... they're too fucking long. I was there. It's... It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, really? Wow. Oh, yeah, I've gone to WrestleMania the last couple of years. Wow. Oh, which one was worse, last year, this year or last year? Oh, this year's unquestionably worse. <laughs> okay. Can I refer, one of my best friends insisted this year's was like, actually very good, and last year's was the worst. So. Like, Brock Goldberg was amazing. Yeah, but the five minutes. Turn pop was, was good. <laughs> and then I, there was nothing else. He, Hunter Seth Rollins, man. <laughs> the I got up to get food during that match. <laughs> it's so fucking poor. Uh, like that, the stuff I just mentioned, and then like the fans like cosplaying as wrestlers, putting on fake matches in the stands during the pre-show. That those were the highlights, easily. Oh god, I mean that 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 fucking Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match. Just, it, like I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life probably because it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, like I don't even know how you could even like claim ironically like that. It's just amazing. But, yeah, I can ironically like a lot of things, but I don't. I can't get an angle out of that one. It was just fucking worms. Like, what the fuck <laughs> you do? And they didn't work. Like, no, the crowd just with the worms and then win. He just did it three times and then lost anyway. <laughs> and the, the crowd just had this reaction, like, "What the fuck are we watching?" It just, it was pretty amazing. But, the thing is, back to CCW. So. Yeah, wait. This is like, I think it was on this podcast you talked about it with maybe Joe that like the TLC main event would have been really good with like a CZW budget. Yeah. And the thing is, I think WWE's production value has just gotten way too high to do stupid things like this now. Yeah, there's just something where it comes off as like really fake, like in the, not in like yeah. a good... Not in a good way, but like I don't even mean that in like a wrestling predetermined. Or, so I should probably pick a different word, but like really like, um, just really no stages in a good word. Either. Like what's the like artificial? I don't know. Like it just doesn't it just come looks across. Like a bad movie. Yeah, like it comes across. It's like you're saying the production is too high. Yeah, the, it's like it's it's like well produced stuff. It's clear they're using a high budget, but for like the kind of stuff they're doing, it's just too. Stupid, I guess is the word for like if you're like spend the, the amount money, of money they're putting into it, yeah, right. Like WWE aspires to be like taken seriously, and then they do this. Whereas, like if I see an attempted murder at CW, it's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, like when the guy <laughs> I watched a show off... earlier today where where Lefisto jumped DJ Hyde and then pulled a knife on him and like tried to stab him. <laughs> That's awesome. Like um, the what the one thing I'll always go back to is even it was it last year the year before his tournament of death that it just ended with Zandig burying DJ Hyde alive in a hole. That was that was last year. 
Um, yeah, and like that's incredible when it's done on CZW. But like <laughs> WWE tried to do an actual buried alive thing, it would look stupid. Yeah. Like you can't... Yeah, it is stupid when they do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, true. They they've done that one. You're right. Uh, yeah. I remember when like Kane came out of the ground and like fucking did it to his brother. Like yeah, that was fucking stupid. True. I don't, it's like okay. Like if you're gonna do this high budget serious like thing that's supposed to be taken seriously, like I don't I think the NXT like promotion is really overrated, really overrated. But that's the way to do it, honestly. Like you have to just do, you should be doing like little documentary features on guys, and then just do a bunch of fucking matches, and that should be it. But if you're if you want to do like, um, you know, like murdering guys in the back of garbage trucks. Then you you need to do your your approach needs to have a very different fucking tone than what right. they have, and like that that would work in CCW, but it just doesn't work in WWE. But and it's also clearly not what the fans want to see either, which is the other thing that I think people people don't really understand anymore that like WWE fans are like maybe the like the work radius bros. So it's what world. I want from WWE though. <laughs> like I well, liked the TLC main event. I thought it was a, it was. The best bad wrestling match of 2017. I, I could I could see that. I, I fucking hated it, but it's not it's not. I'm not going to argue about it. Like it, it <laughs> wasn't good, but it was a joy to watch. Mm. I mean, it was funny watching Kurt Angle turn red and suplex people. I got I was amused, but but back to CZW though. Um, so you got into it back in 2013. I guess I can talk about my own history with it. I went to exactly two shows. Um, both were both were basically double headers or other promotions. So the first one was in 2005, uh, August 13, 2005. It was called Deja Vu 3 Wired, which I could not have told you until I looked that up. But um, it was like the, the night show of a double header with Chikara. So, and that was honestly the real draw for me. I kind of wanted to see what Jakara was doing at the time. Uh, although I didn't end up going to another Jakara show for like five years after that for some reason. But, you know, I, I was earlier today, I was talking about it. Um, I I can vividly remember the Claudio Castagnoli Mike Quackenbush match from the Jakara show in the afternoon. Like, I can remember the, you know, the match being really good. The, the that was three cat chant that, like, for some reason really pissed off Mike Quackenbush. Like, he basically, um, like, just, I don't know. How to say, like, he basically, like, got really pissed when they chanted that, when Claudio got, like, a, a really close near fall. And then he kind of, like, after the actual count, he, like, went to those fans and, like, put his three fingers up and said, that was three. And it's like, okay, man. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. But classic Mike Quackenbush, I guess. You know, I've missed. That's like one of the like few like northeast indie like megastars. I just never got to see him. Yeah, he was good. I mean, he was a very good wrestler. I can't, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with anybody that that he was not a good wrestler. It's just you know, um, no, oh, I can't really talk about. It. He's, he's, like, oh, he's yeah, there we go. Let's just call him a dweeb and leave it at that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he, he, he destroyed his he destroyed his own wrestling promotion. Whoa. I mean, has uh, any wrestling promoter not eventually destroyed their own wrestling promotion? Yeah, I guess. Um, that's a good point. But but his, Actually, you know his was like such a full... Huh? 
John Zandig's Combat Zone Wrestling is somehow <laughs> still going strong after. Like I, Jakar I mean, still- he almost destroyed his own wrestling promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so that match is really good. I don't remember anything from the night show. It was apparently headlined by J.C. Bailey defeating the Necro Butcher in a UV Underground title no ropes barbed wire match. I remember nothing about that. Um, I vaguely remember El Generico being Super Dragon, but. That's really about it from that show. Um, the next year, though, uh, Mar- not even a year later, March 11, 2006, they ran a doubleheader with Ring of Honor, and it was like the very start of the Ring of Honor CTW feud, where um, you know the afternoon show in Ring of Honor. I thought, I thought Ruckus was about to, or not Ruckus. Uh, God, what the the little one? <laughs> I just say the little one, Sabian. Sabian. He, yeah. yeah, he. I thought Sabian was gonna like fucking kill me. Because, like, they did it. Have you ever seen the angle at the end of the Ring of show that afternoon that started the whole feud or no? Yeah. They, like, yeah, they, like, pulled. No. Okay. So, for, for Jake and for anybody else listening who hasn't seen it, the CCW guys basically, the angle was they got mad that the Ring of Honor guys show went so long. Because I think Brian Danielson and actually had, like, a 40 minute title match or something. So, they came out at the end and, like, started tearing down. The, the ringside area, including the barricades. And, like, I don't remember why I was, I guess I was yelling at them because everybody was kind of yelling at them. But, like, Sabian came right over to me and, like, just gave me a look and, like, said something. I don't remember what he said the, at this point. It was 11 years ago, but he just said something. And I remember being like, wow, this is actually kind of frightening. Like, this, this little man could definitely kick my ass. But, but the, that afraid of missing. Were you this afraid of Super Dragon? Yeah, there's no wrestlers that the fans are afraid of. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say about Super Dragon? Were you as who were you more afraid of, him or Super Dragon? Sabian, not even close. Really? Super Dragon, Super Dragon. I was like, like he. It happened so fast. The whole, the whole Super Dragon thing. So people have no idea what I'm talking about. I guess I've talked about this. You explained before. it on the Ring of Honor episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I dumped one. during the Ring RCW feed a few months later. It was the six man tag main event at the 100th show. I like dumped water on Super Dragon. I, I totally forgot the time that the my friend reminded me this after I told the story. The fan who reminded me to do like, like go to me to do it was Green Lantern fan. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but I could even like pick up this water bottle and dump it on Super Dragon. I was like, yes, sir. Green Lantern told me to do it. I got to do it. But yeah, like in Super Dragon, like, but it happened so fast. He just popped right up, said, "Who did that?" Everybody pointed at me, including Green Lantern fan, of course. And he like grabbed me by my hair and was like immediately and was like pulled me over. And then the, the security came over and pulled me off. Like I, it's one of those things where it's like I didn't have time to be scared of him. And then and then he was gone basically. And you know, security was like hang out back here until, you know, until he goes away. <laughs> like they didn't. I, I was I really was like surprised. I thought they were gonna kick me out, and they're just like, "No, nah, just hang out. It's cool." And I, I found out later it's basically because they all hated him. So they all hate Super Dragon, like the Ring of Honor people. Like they uh, really hate. Like that that ended up getting apparently I got ended up getting used as Gabe's excuse to not book him. <laughs> what I understand, like Gabe was like, "You you know you you assault my fans or whatever." <laughs> so me and whoever I think he went after somebody else too. But even though, in my case, it was totally justified, and I'm lucky I got out with just the hair pulling. On the other hand, you robbed us of potentially good Super Dragon matches. So I did. 
I apologize to the world. I, I, Gabe fucking hated him. I think I was the excuse. I think he would have. Gabe is scared. Yeah, Gabe is definitely scared. But I think. Gabe is scared of Aaron and Aaron also. Scared of a lot of people. But, um, but yeah, so that's my big Super Dragon story for the 10,000th time. Um, but anyway, so back to the actual show, though. After Sabian almost kicked my ass, I still went to the show that night. And this show I remember better because um, I, there was like a CW Iron Man title match with Kevin Steen against Super, against Super Dragon, against Super Dragon. And I remember that match. Being, I've seen that match. Yeah, I remember that match being really, really good, actually. And then the main event was uh, Generation Next, Aries, Seidel, and Strong beating Eddie Kingston, Ruckus, and Necro Butcher. I remember that match being like, okay. I don't really remember that strongly about it, but but yeah, so that was like the kickoff to the Ring of Honor CZW feud, which was a really big deal if you were into into either promotion in 2006. So, um, but yeah, it was a. I'm sure you guys have heard about it, even seen some of the shows and stuff, right? I've seen. I'm familiar with feud. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was a really really cool period, and that was kind of the point, like. Probably just going back to CZW's like tape library, the one point where it was like consistently good. Yeah, and seemed like but they were like booking actually good and not CZW good, which are like two very different kinds of good. Yeah, I mean they were booking a lot of good wrestlers at the time. So yeah, like that's probably when they had their best roster. Although they do use pretty good rosters now. Like what makes their shows bad is nothing to do with the actual talent. Okay, so so that's a good transition. What makes the shows bad now? Uh, I think CCW stuff getting like, derailed for no yeah. reason. They're also probably they're terrible at laying out their shows. Like somehow they'll do, they'll always manage to do a normal match right before the intermission, and then right when the and then right after they get back from intermission, they'll do like a big thumbtack match or something. What's the what's the proportion of normal matches to to like extreme matches on on a show right now? There's like one, maybe two. Yeah, like, like 80, death matches per show. Okay, so like well, even less than like Big Japan. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's only a few guys that do it. I'm assuming. Yeah, well, they have a lot of guys. Yeah, and sometimes for like big shows. Or in the event that they actually manage to book a feud that goes longer than like two shows without forgetting about it or dropping it, sometimes yeah, they'll do like a blow off in leave the company in anger. And then... Right in Cage of Death or the Tangled Web or something like that. So Cage yeah. of Death is on. What, what year is that up to? Like they've done it every year, right? Uh, what is this year? Um, I think nineteen the last one or this year. So yeah, I don't think I don't think it's twenty yet. So I think we're up to nineteen. And the rule are the rules the same every year? Or do they change. Uh they can change. It changes. The layout changes. The format changes. The number yeah, of people in the match changes. It's just at the end of the year there is the cage, the cage match. That's the death match. Yeah. Sometimes it explodes. Uh, a couple years ago they did one wall like it was like suspended on chains at like an angle for some reason. <laughs> that sounds so. Um, <laughs> The, yeah. the, the couple times they've done just one-on-one, sometimes it's a four-way for the title, sometimes it's like an enormous stable feud blow Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know it. Back in my day, I think, I, back in my day, I feel like it was always 
the war games thing. Like it was always like a stable, stable thing. So yeah. that's that's interesting that that changed. Like I remember Blackout was in it like three years in a row or something. But like I'm talking like one of those the blackouts really good. Yeah, yeah, many of them have just been like hate club versus hate club feuds. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up because I'm curious. I want to see. I want to see these these years of it here. And what I think one of the questions is what's the best Cage of Death matches? Yeah, so I'm looking. Okay, so early on, very early on, it was actually a one-on-one thing. You like Lobo versus Justice Payne was the first one. Well, then the, the second one was like a three-way. Um, the first one that was like a War Games, like what I would think of it was oh three, Cage of Death five, which is like Zandig, Nick Gage, Ian Knox, Wife Beater, New Jack, and Lobo. Against Adam Flash, Nate Hatred, the Backseat Boys, the Messiah, and B Boy, and then that started a run where it was a stable versus. Um, okay, the yeah, the following year there were two Cage of Deaths in '04. Yeah, and then '05 again had like a six. Cage of Death six. Cage of Death six is a good show. Yep, and then the the '05 one had six man. 2006 had a regular tag match. '07 had a. Oh, it was Team CW against Team NBA. And then 08 was when we got back to like, it was like a six, one, two, three. Yeah, like a, a six-way match, like singles. And then 07, 09, uh, Sammy Callahan and Danny Havoc was the first singles one in like, looks like seven years. So it's interesting. Ever since then, there's been more, uh, I think there's been more singles ones. So it's Last year's though was, a, was an eight-man. So it's interesting. How was last year? Was it good? It was okay. It was it was more like actually spotty than like Cage of Death spotty. I don't remember what last year's was. Were you there for that one, Kevin? Uh, I had to miss that one. Although everyone who I know who went to it hated that one. It was Devin Moore. Right. I didn't Moore, mind watching it on tape. It was Devin Moore, Drew Blood, Dale Patrick, and Josh Crane. Against Matt Tremont, Joey Janela, Jeff Cannonball, and Connor Claxton. I know exactly one of those. I know I know two of those wrestlers. So you're Tre- not familiar with uh, so Jeff you- Cannonball. No, I know Tremont and Janela. That's the only two guys in there I know. Uh, I've heard the name Cage Death. Uh, Death Live is usually brutal because like they it takes them like forty-five minutes to an hour to set up the cage, <laughs> and then the match is like forty minutes. <laughs> And like, there's there's a real undercard too, right? Like, it's not like, oh no, my no, god, no, yeah, I'm looking, yeah, like yeah, ten like matches really. on this fucking show. Oh my god. Yeah, this the thing is, <laughs> a lot of those are filmed early, so they air them. They used to air them when they did these shows on actual pay per views, but I, I don't think CZW's doing live pay per views anymore. Who knows? Maybe that changes. It seems like High Spots is doing more now, yeah. but for now, I have a feeling it's not. They're not doing them. Interesting. That's why I think this one did have a live pay-per-view. So that's why those first three matches were probably all uh, just things that yeah. were taped to be shown in the intermission. I love it. When I, this is totally random, but I love when you click on Masada's name. The first thing that happens on Wikipedia is not to be confused with Kazuhiko Masada. Because <laughs> like every time people say, like every time people say Masada on Twitter, like I think they're talking about the Tokyo Gurntai guy. So just who Kazuhiko Masada is, because he also just goes by Masada. So I, I really bad have no idea. 
the other he's Masada. He's probably a much better Masada. Yes. Okay. So so Jap- okay. so Tokyo Gurantai Masada, he is I would call him a below average Japanese wrestler, which I'm sure makes him a million times better than whoever this guy is that you, that you guys are actually talking about. Yeah. The thing the death is, match like Masada is uh, god awful. Masada, he's not really good at death matches. He's not really good at matches. He, I feel like he used to be pretty problem. good, but then at some point, like his knees stopped working, and now he's just incredibly lazy, and his matches are way too long. And then if he's not in a death match, he'll try to like work on the mat, but he doesn't know how. <laughs> oh, this is the content I want. Honestly, I should start watching these shows. Oh, <laughs> well, we know a 30-minute draw for, for this. Oh, not, that is not going to watch. I've heard this CW stories. Uh, do you want to guess which like late 2000s Ring of Honor guy had the CCW title this year? Was it, it was Davey Richards, wasn't it? Yes, it was Davey okay, Richards. So yes. I, I knew that already, so that's not... Not just a, that's not. I think that's not a brilliant guess on my part. I actually heard that. So I'm trying to remember. You are not a Davy guy, right? No, fuck. I would. I'd rather have like both my eyes poked out with like fucking needles and watch him wrestle again. He fucking not not really, but he fucking sucks. We were talking about this with Jr. and I were talking about this, but like he was this guy that Ring of Honor was going to they're bringing in in like I guess early '07. I could have that ear completely wrong, but like it was like get hyped, Davy Richards gonna be so good, and this guy comes out and it's like the small guy doing fucking fake shoot fights and fucking cameras and putting putting guys in the guard. It just fucking sucked. Like I really hated him. Like, See, oh. I like Davy. <laughs> Davy mean- makes me laugh. Like as a personality, I'm I'm glad that he's around and being a shithead. Yeah, no, that's a good way to describe. Davy Richards is like an essential figure in wrestling, but I don't really want to watch his matches. Okay, that's that's a good. I mean, he's so like self serious too that it's almost yes. like I can't. Like that's one of the reasons why I cannot imagine him as CZW World Champion. Like he takes his shit so fucking seriously. How is CZW he- is very people are willing to die for this company. It's very. <laughs> so how how long did he have the title? I know we already lost it, right? Not very long. I'm a couple not months. Sure. Yeah. I, I think did. he won it on like not even a CZW show. I think he no, won it on like a Defy show, or maybe a Fight Club Pro because I know CZW works with them a lot. Mm. But yeah, hey, I, don't, they, I don't. I don't know who they the brought in Dragon from. Gate guys this year. Oh, really? Yeah, Fight Club Pro in England. They had. Uh, oh. Oh yeah, I did hear. They about brought this. in the Dragon Gate guys, and yeah. they had like CZW crossovers on the same show. I right, the, U- the UK. I remember this now. Um, but yeah, the who who they bring over again? They brought over like Shima. They brought over Shima, Mochizuki, and Aita. Aita, okay. Yeah. Who who just turned heel? Okay, so Davey won the title from Leo Rush on a Defy show, and then. Defended it once in CCW and lost it in that match. Mm. Well, that's cool, I guess. I know I, I've heard the name Shane so. Strickland before, the current champion, but I've I've never seen him wrestle. Is he good? Uh, do you ever watch yeah, Future Underground? Yeah, he's good. I never no, I never watched a single second of Future. Okay, yeah, because he had a different name on that. So, but yeah, he was nah. he was kill shot. Yeah, but if you've never seen, I don't think you're a current time US Indies guy, so you probably no. managed to avoid change. No, I think he's good. 
Yeah, I've seen. I haven't. I just haven't watched any. You know, any. I don't he's really a, have time. He's a here. flippy guy. He's not a deathmatch guy. Okay, so flippy guy is the current champion. Uh, the current yeah. tag champions are CCK, Chris Brooks, and Kid Lycos. Again, don't know who that is. They are a UK tag team. They're good too. Like the actual champions roster is pretty good right now. Okay, and the, what, what the hell is the CCW Wire title? Is that like the deathmatch title? No, no Wire is like, like the like the spot oh, fest sort of junior yeah, heavyweight title. They're like the work rate title, I guess. It had the name of their sh- wasn't it the name of their show at one point. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Is that why it's called that, or is it just called that for no reason? Yeah, I think that I is think why it, it's called that because they, like the they used to have like a Steve light title. heavyweight. They used to have like a full juniors division in like the early 2010s. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Was that was pretty good. Um, They've uh, always used good. And I think that is the ex- yeah. Like, there's some pretty good. Well, the school is not bad. No, and even on the guys they choose to bring in, like they, you shockingly they usually pick pretty well. But, uh, like they gave Jonathan Gresham the title <laughs> last year. Yeah. But the current champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, again, no clue who that is. Is that someone Ooh, I he's know? good? He's a he, uh, he's like a he's a Pat Buck trainee. He's good. Yeah, he is good. Good promo. And then there's the CTW Medal of Valor Championship. What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Don't ask me what that is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I cannot tell you who holds that right now. It's, it's Mike Dell. I'm gonna oh, go no, that, the... oh, that's the Dojo Wars title. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, that's the Dojo title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Medal of Valor title. What the fuck? Yeah, those... You know, I've watched a lot of those shows, but I don't think I've ever watched them with the volume on. So I guess it just always escaped me what that thing was actually called. I just figured it was like the Dojo Wars World title or something. No, it's the Medal of Valor title. It's the Don't Steal Our Valor title. So that 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 might be the stupidest name for title I've ever heard. It's high it's, up there. It's so up there with CCW the- needs to do a feud where it's like a deathmatch guy and a non-deathmatch guy feuding over stealing deathmatch wrestler Valor. <laughs> Kefka the Quiet has held that title. So good for him. Um, the there's a lot of defunct championships too. There's been the deathmatch title, the interpromotional hardcore title. The Ultraviolet Underground title. The final champion of that was Masada, by the way. And the Iron Man title. I don't remember it. I remember the Iron Man title existing and have no idea what the point of it was. But I guess it was just a generic, like, um, secondary title. I think I'm trying to remember back. I, I haven't watched these shows in a while. Once I once I really got into it, I watched like all the old stuff, and I haven't really watched it a ton since. But I think I think that was like what the work rate title was at that point, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I remember made... like Chris Hero had it. Yeah, I think Steen had it. I think Super Dragon. Oh, yeah, had when it. I, when I was there, the show I went to was Steen Ultimo Dragon for that title, and it was really good. So oh yeah, sense. Ultimo Dragon. Oh, Super Dragon. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. I didn't know CZW ever brought Ultimo Dragon in. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like a lot of a lot of weird people have done like one or two shots for W for uh, CZW. That like, reminds me. You, you like, oh, sorry, was their ahead. world heavyweight champion for two minutes one time? Who? I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Tajiri. Oh yeah, that makes sense though. 
And they had a crossover with Big Japan a few times. Right? Yeah, they've done. They brought Big Japan guys over a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they Not used to do years, kind of like an interpromotional thing with WXW and Big Japan. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while though, right? Since they've done anything. Uh, I think 2014 was the last one. No, they were in England last year, and they did work with the WXW again then. I think, but they, I think. There was some argument. I think it was Zandig related that killed the big the big Japan relationship. It's interesting, um, but yeah. So that's the we talked Cage of Death a little bit, but what what's the so so back to Cage of Death? Like, is there one that you guys stand out as like the best one, and then one that you stand out as like the worst one you've seen? Um, let me see. What is um, so favorite my favorite? One? You got you, you got. first. I'm trying to remember okay. which number. Uh, Cage it was. of Death, seventeen from 2015, mm. is uh, Air Fox, Masada, Devin Moore, and uh, Matt Tremont. Yeah, that kind of strikes the perfect balance for me between like fun spots and like actual like good drama and action. I guess makes sense. Um, uh, and then there's another good one. Uh, Blackout versus like Chris Cash's team. I forget what he called them. But as far as like actual insane uh, life shortening bumps, that's probably top of the list. That was uh, 04. 04. Right? It was Team Cash, Chris Cash, JC Bailey, Nate Webb, and Sexy Eddie against Kingston, Jack Evans, Ruckus, and Sabian. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be fucking crazy. (laughs) So. Um, is there anyone that stand out as like particularly terrible? The worst? Yeah. Um, the one where Sozio is champ is really bad. That's twenty. Like, okay, it, it's good. Yeah. It's good until they eliminate like Biff and Gulak get eliminated pretty quickly, and then it's just Black G's against Sozio. Like, oh, by the way, him. I, I forgot. I forgot he changed his name. Everybody, Sabian is Black Cheese, if you don't know. So, yeah. the guy was talking... And it's him basically just torturing Sozio to get him to, like, give up and drop the title. <laughs> like, that's most of the end of the match, and it's it's not fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to... Because he doesn't even use the name Sabian anymore, does he? Nah, he's been no, he's been... No, he's purely Black Cheese. Yeah, so I knew him as a Sabian, so I... Um, just want to let everybody know that that's his act. That's his name now, apparently. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Those those are cool answers. What's what's your answer, Kevin? Do you have any uh, best and worst? I think seven, which was Hate Club and Zandig versus Joker, Necro Butcher, and Toby Klein. Mm. That was one of the War Games ones. That one ruled. Yeah. I'm and trying what, to remember what what, what uh, I can't remember the number of which one it is, but it. It might be, uh, let me see here, 10. I got it. I have it open, so. Yeah, um, it might be 10, which it was like Zandig and then a lot of the younger guys, and Zandig won and gave, then like split the money evenly among the other guys, which is just like the perfect representation of this company. <laughs> yeah, it was Zandig, Brain Damage, Danny Havoc, Devin Moore, Drake Younger, and Sammy Callahan. Yeah, that sounds that was, about uh, right. That was 2008. I, yeah, I remember Drake got really messed up in that one. Yeah. Drake is the smiling like NXT rap is still really weird if you've seen like, any of these matches. 
Um, do you do you have any uh, do you have any ones that you think sucks or? Uh, the Sozio one that he said is really bad, and <laughs> other than that, I think for the most part, obviously the uh, two the one that had two rings. I'm trying to remember what year is that. <laughs> the two rings rule, man. Okay, KJF five suspended. It says they have two rings, but team it was team ultra violence against high V. There were yeah, so there were, I think means... with the two rings there were two cage of death matches that year. Yeah, ring had a cage and the other one was just filled with tacks. Wait, no, maybe that that's it. not it because I only see one cage of death on that one. Um, let's see. I don't remember exactly what number. I mean, it's incredible for what it is. Okay, it was it was six, I think, because it says this one yeah. has because this that was the year where I had Team Cash against the Blackout. Then the main and event, then Hate Club versus Hate Club. Hate Club versus Hate Club. Yep, Justice Pain and Wife Beater against State Hatred. Nick Gage. Fans bring the weapons. Cage of Death. So that, just, that that one's really bad. <laughs> it's not that it's bad, but you have to be really, really into watching the most CZW shit possible to enjoy it. <laughs> like you need to have a very the whole show with the two rings is great. This match. There's some weird matches on this too. Yeah. I'm just going through all these cages of death. It's crazy. Nation of Intoxication. <laughs> it's a great name. But it's like the most CZW name, but it's a great name. Like the um, show goes from an SBS versus Steen Erico and then to the Messiah versus Adam Flash and Chaos in uh, a three-way scaffold and ladder match. <laughs> Um, but so this reminds me too, though there was a. Uh, I guess we, we can get into this, but so at some point Zandig sells the promotion right to DJ Hyde, like yes. two thousand nine yeah. or something. And uh, someone on Twitter, we, we talked about that ring announcer guy before. I think this might have been you, Kevin, that said this to me once. But it was like someone on Twitter told me something like, "He, the only way to understand." DJ Hyde era CZW is to like basically think a promotion trolling its fans constantly is like it's like a default thing that's correct for them to do. And I'm I'm wording it wrong, but like basically like he's been so like he's seen so much of the promotion trolling its fans on purpose that he thinks that's a default thing they're supposed to be that they're all supposed to do. I don't know. I mean my way of describing DJ Hyde is he's Triple H, except he doesn't know what's actually cool. <laughs> like, Triple H also isn't cool, but he generally knows the right places to gravitate that are cool. Mm. Like, I don't think DJ Hyde has any idea how to be cool. Like, what does he do what, since he took over? Because, like, I when I heard DJ Hyde owns this promotion now, like, that blew my mind, because, like, to me, he's He's like just this fat guy that couldn't work. Like that's how I know him from like oh five oh six. I mean that's what I know him as from like oh five oh six. He's like more things change. This this fat guy that came out and like did terrible matches and just like that's what I that's how I know him. But I mean he's basically always <laughs> doing some kind of authority figure gimmick, but he always gets humiliated at the end. And people like yeah that, DJ like, Hyde. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen a DJ Hyde match in the last like three years that wasn't him just getting his ass kicked like pillar to post and looking like an idiot. That's interesting. 
I think there was one like within the last year or two where like Tremont curb stomped him onto cinder blocks. Yeah. That might have yeah. been a game that might have been a GCW match though. I so, I forget. Now that we're at the era where there's like two CCWs running at once, they kind of just blend together. But um so so what what was that so what am I talking about then? What does he really does he not troll the approach no, troll? I mean I'm not sure how much of it he really does on purpose. It's more like the CCW faithful, they they just wanna see like glorified yarders jump off shit and bleed. And DJ Hyde's always trying to do dumb angles and invasions and shit that like they don't really care about. Yeah, the DJ Hyde era is filled with every year you get someone angry that everyone else has left CZW and they're still here. They do that angle once a year. And also <laughs> Blackout will reunite. That happens without fail. Yeah, um, there, there's usually an invasion. Like last year, there was another IWA Mid-South invasion. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't even know our promotion still existed. I think it's about to close I, down. Mid-South used to run weekly. Yeah, no, they. I think they still are right now. It's mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, and right now there's an invasion thing going on with Joe Gacy is mad that everyone else left CDW and he's still here. So he's kidnapping and beating up people. Okay, so this is like a yearly thing, basically. Yeah, basically. More or less. Somebody who was it last year? Was it a uh, was it Tremont last year? Uh, earlier this year was Father Matthew Tremont and yeah. um, Stockade. I forget who his other guy was. Uh, it was I don't know one of those guys that have just been there for a decade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I don't it really know. Is a weird it really is like a weird time capsule promotion just because like Black Cheese is still wrestling and no one else would still book that guy. You know good anymore? No, but it's more like did you ever see that guy showing up at AAW or like Wrestle <laughs> Circus? That's not really a wrestler that fits like the 2017 indie aesthetic. I say. Yeah, I'm trying to find this quote because I love this quote, but I can't find it. Um, and then the Zandig era is more like a fever dream. Like it's clear that there was never a plan. No, um, they showed up. Like people, like people showing up day of and just saying, "Ah, what would be cool? And what if he won the title? Oh, okay." And then that's what they do, even if it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> like a promotion. In, if you if you like booking, if you like like long-term storylines it's not the promotion for you if you like watching yeah. people jump off things and cut like terrible promos when they're high it's definitely the promotion yeah and i feel like also like the zandig era i feel like there was more ambition like you could really see that he aspired to be like fmw you know like enormous spectacle but never yeah. had the ability to pull it off which is why all of like the really legendarily bad czw shows are all just production disasters yeah with no booking. yeah and 
like those that generation of like the older deathmatch guys, like those guys would die in that ring. Nick Gage would have died in that ring. Yeah. Did he actually die? I don't know if that's just legend or if he actually did, but there was the one tournament of death where he sliced open like an artery in his arm or something and had to be medevaced out. Hey, by the way, I found the exchange I was talking about. And both of you are on this where I've said like the CW ring announcer guy is the closest wrestling Twitter has to a walking galaxy brain meme. And then, um, which I still believe so. And this dude, Chris, who's at funky SDG replied something like his doggy determination to view wrestling only through the lens of spite, despite working in wrestling actually rules. And you, um, you at Jake replied survival mechanism to make it through late zero zero CTW. And then Kevin added, if any company can share, should share the Vince mindset of actively hating your audience. It's probably the dub. So you guys are actually talking about like the end of the Zandig era then maybe. Uh, no, the thing I'm talking uh, about, like, I think the thing, <laughs> I guess the point that you have to talk about WWE, like Vince hates the fan base. Like, yeah, he doesn't like the people that watch the show and he doesn't want to make them happy. Well, if there's any promotions fans that probably don't deserve to be happy, it's just <laughs> like weird bunch of anti-Semitic weirdos. <laughs> right. So, like, the, the people that still go to CZW shows, they suck because they go there, like, expecting the show to suck and they're going to riff on it. Oh, like, see. that's their experience. I like, not that they're there to just. And then they it's get not like, you know, NST in the crowd or whatever. But the idea is, like, that ah, is going to be bad. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Let's go throw pennies at David Starr or whatever, what have you. So, so actively hitting your audience is the lens he sees it through, which is why, yeah, that make that makes sense, I guess, in a very weird way. But yeah, I just, I, I, think, I think we're still on different like wavelengths. I think what I'm trying to say is they should hate the people that watch their show because they're all <laughs> assholes. No, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. But so, so that, but if that's your reference for wrestling, really, then I guess you're going to have a certain. It explains a lot about that guy. Is more my point. I don't think anything really explains that guy. I think he's just kind of like a, like a gimmick. <laughs> I mean, no one. Can I have love no opinion 19- on MLJ. No one can love 1995 WWF that much. That can't. That can't really be a thing. That's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so CTW. Um, oh, what did I want to transition to? There was like something. So Cage of Death is one of their big events. The other big event people probably know them for is the Tournament of Death, which for a long time that was held in, in uh, DJ Hyde's backyard, right? Still is. Uh, DJ Hyde's parents' backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's even better. You're right. I, I shouldn't forget that. Um, how, what, do, you, do you know the first year it was held there? Uh, that it was held it, there? Sim, is Sim, Sim Myrna, Delaware, is that it? It's yeah. in Delaware. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. I think it was I think it was 09. Oh no, no, 06. 06. Yeah. It looks like the fifth one was the first one in Smyrna, Delaware. So yeah, 2006. So it's interesting. BJ Hyde, in exchange for letting them I, do this, he was eliminated in the in the semifinals. I usually hate Turtle of Death. Um my favorite parts of Tournament of Death are always the non-tournament matches that the crowd hates, and it's usually featuring guys that are terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's when they that's when they bring in like the dojo guy. Like there's like two different kinds of CZW students right now. There's like actual some of them are like actually trying to be wrestlers that do some hardcore stuff and some of them just want to be Zandig. Those yes. matches are filled with the guys who just want to be Zandig. So describe describe for the people at home that aren't familiar with him what that means. Just walking around swinging things. Yeah, pretty much. They they, they want to bleed. They want to jump off shit, and they want to like just clothesline each other. Some of them are very very bad at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a very. I'm just reading all about the, all about the various tournaments of deaths here, and it's very. Uh, uh, it's it, all the shit seems like it's very violent, but I don't know if it's. Oh, they, 2014, there was a fans bring the dildos death match. <laughs> yeah, with the dildo ladder. Yeah, dildo that ladder. that match very disappointing. Jackie Numazawa was in that match. What the fuck? Yeah, they usually bring out like one Japanese guy. Uh... Each year, the tournament of death. And they the brought, they flew this man all the way from Japan to lose in the first round, and the fans bring the dildos match. Hey, they had <laughs> Abdullah Kobashi in uh, 2012. I'm trying to think what other. I'm trying to because I've watched these all pretty recently. I'm trying to remember what other. But Sashi Takeda also lost in the first round, so they flew all these guys out here to lose in the first round. Well, yeah, no one knows who they are. Yeah, I guess, but. Why would you do that then? It's not yeah, that's funny. the other thing. The CCW faithful do not know who these people are. That's fine, but then why are you spending this money to do? I don't understand. Because the guy who runs the company knows who these people are and thinks it's badass. That he but he, to have but them. he fooled about here to lose in the first round in a dildo match. <laughs> like I, if I, okay, if I ran a wrestling promotion, I'm sure I would fly over tons of Japanese guys my fans didn't know, but I wouldn't fly them over here to lose in the first round in a dildo death match. What the fuck? The dildo had, it did have tax on it. Oh, uh, that makes everything okay. <laughs> oh, I don't. This, this, I think that show... match also has a. Uh, are you familiar? If I if I referred to Finley Dick, would you know what that is? I have no, I have no idea. Okay, well, it's a, it's a, like a Photoshop of Finley, and someone has photoshopped an enormous hog onto him. Okay. There's an enormous one of those that is framed, and the dick has has tax on it, and someone takes a bump on the, the, the framed Finley dick. Oh, I, this episode's gonna break me. Like, this is this is this was too much. Um. Anyway. So, <laughs> I just Turner's Duke, death usually Duke bad. Is I, Duke is the one good one. one. There you go. The one good tournament of death is the one where Nick Gage. Yeah, pretty much dies. Is, it's supposed to be him versus um, Thumbtack Jack in the finals. Nick Gage slices his arm open, has to be medevaced out, and then no one really knows what to do. So uh, Dean Ambrose just improvises and runs into the ring and starts fighting Thumbtack Jack. And then the whole locker room clears out and suddenly it's a battle royal. Uh, and I think Thumbtack Jack was supposed to win Tournament of Death. Um, but everyone just loses track of what's happening and suddenly the last person in the ring is John Zandig. 
who has now accidentally won Tournament of Death. And everyone hoists Zandig up on their shoulders and carries him around the ring. And then he, you know, cuts some promo about, you know, this is this is for you guys or whatever. And then he hands the trophy to Thumbtack Jack. And then Thumbtack Jack declared the winner. And then DJ Hyde DJ High beats him for the Tournament of Death title, apparently. Better, better than our best, which is amazing. Uh, does Zandig say he's taking it back to 1999? <laughs> who the fuck is X? Oh my god, X? How is that a wrestler? That's probably a dojo guy. Okay. Ask no somebody, it might be somebody else like working under a gimmick that I just don't remember. And there's like another guy in all caps just wax? <laughs> what the fuck? What are these names? Who are these people? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was 2009, if people were wondering. From a death eight. So that's uh that's something. He had to get. So he had to get. Oh, uh, also Amazon. before that match, there's actually, there's actually a really good Nick Gage promo before that match, where he says that the only thing that's going to keep him from winning Tournament of Death is dying, and then he actually died. <laughs> um, what, can't kill so, the king though. He came back. Talk talk about the Nick Gage. What what? So he he was arrested, like legitimately. Yes, Nick Gage got hopped up on like pills and robbed a bank and then went to a casino. And got arrested. He was playing roulette when he got arrested, right? I remember something like that. And then he got like he just yeah. And then he, he got out in probably 2014, I think. Yeah, I think that's when like the Nick Gage craze started. Yeah, um, shredded, cutting great promos, seemed to be doing all right. And then he got arrested again for violating his parole. Uh, yeah, well, I think he pissed hot. But now he's back again. Yeah, and, and now um, he seems to be like he's opening up a wrestling right school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we should talk about GCW Fight Club, right? Yes. All right. So, this was before Power Struggle. Yeah. The other day, Nick Gage just posted a link to a, a live stream on Facebook at like two o'clock in the morning, and he'd say. And so he just starts having a death match with Stockade in a garage at like two two thirty in the morning. On no the one is there. On like Sunday, yeah, no, no one's there. There's no people watching. It's just them two running around and having a death match. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yes, I mean, I, I, when I watch his promos, I understand the appeal. I mean, you know, here's this guy who's, I mean, he's fucking. All these fake motherfuckers. He's realistic. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. He went to fucking prison for bank robbery. I mean, yeah. I believe this. Guy right. Like when he fuck. threatens to hurt people, I I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, but um, like I would I would never want to wrestle Nick Gage. Actually, really a Nick lot of the deathmatch guys, I, they're much more believable and authentic than a lot of their counterparts. <laughs> Uh, in indie wrestling or even in major league wrestling, I, they, like they're not yeah. playing characters. No, I mean I think it's really just of, like, the current like blue collar guys here to bleed for fifty bucks. Yeah, like the current generation of indie guys, like they all look like fans. Like you could go up to most of those guys and ask them like what their favorite Okada match is. If you went up and asked Nick Gage, like, does he like Tanahashi's jacket, he might spit on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the, the by the way, Nick Gage. I I just I was reading about the bank robbery again, and there's two there's two quotes here that I love. First of all, he he when he walked in and robbed the bank, he said they went to Lanxy with his girlfriend to play roulette, and it mentions he won. So there you go. He says winning at the table. So he had good luck that day. It's his lucky day. <laughs> and then the other one, um, he, they mentioned that he, he went, police said that in the note, Wilson threatened to shoot, I guess that's his name, threatened to shoot the teller unless yeah. he should hand over cash. But he, Wilson denies ever threatening to harm anyone during the robbery. I was actually really nice to the teller, he said. I even said thank you when she gave me the money and it's going to be okay. What a nice guy. <laughs> Nick Gage, nice bank robber. <laughs> but he's a great guy. I mean, that's it's just a great story that he. First of all, that he won. I just thought they put that in the. They 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 thought they put that in a, an actual real fucking news story that he won at roulette that day, and then just that he was nice to the bank robber, or nice to the bank teller while he was robbing her. That was nice. Um, but anyway, torment death. It's it's for, safe to say it's for deathmatch fans only. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's an experience live. Like, if you kind of like it, I would definitely try and do it once. Just kind of for the experience of doing it. But it's not usually the best show. Like, shows, <laughs> if you want to watch something on tape. Um, so the, the, the last one that I think is really, um, like, they might be well-known for is Best of the Best. Um, you know, this is just, usually one, one of the better shows a year. It's yeah. one of like the last. They didn't. Did they not do one this year? Uh, they did it at Mania weekend. It was WrestleMania weekend. Uh, they, okay, well, Wikipedia needs to update itself because it's not on here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they had a stack. They had a stack roster for this year. I'm trying to like they had like yeah. It, it ran opposite. Show. It was ran Phoenix opposite. Uh, yeah, Phoenix was there. Um, Pentagon and Tremont was the main event. Uh, it. They basically had everyone who was not working. NXT ROH or the WWN Super Show. So, oh, like, wow. Mike, basically Mike every Elgin. hot flyer in town that weekend was on that show. Michael, Michael Elgin was in this. Yeah. Ricochet was in there, right? Yep. Kevin Sullivan they was CW the year for... before, too. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan refereed a Matthew Tremont versus uh, Pentagon <laughs> Pentagon Jr. death match. What the yeah. fuck? Hell yeah. <laughs> was yeah. that good? And then afterwards, they announced. That was pretty good, yeah. yeah and then afterwards, they announced that Onita was coming. Yeah, oh, okay. So. We should talk about that. That's a good reminder. Oh, yes. We should definitely but, talk about but, Onita. But before we get to that, though, best of the best. Like, it's one of the last remaining, like, um, oh, God, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, you know, super indie tournaments. Like, you know, when, when, I, was, when I first started going to shows, you know, the Super 8 was still a big deal, and... I don't even know if that still exists. The Ted Petty. Ted Petty. Um, Which still does exist. Well, I, I think. Is IWA closing or not? Do you actually know? I, I, yeah, they've announced that they're closing, but like they've closed before. I'm sure they'll be back again. Okay. So, but, yeah. Because that, so that one will keep running, too. But best of the best from the start was more about like the actual wrestling and stuff, right? Yeah, it's like the... Uh, I guess like the work rate. Yeah. Part of the show. I mean, the Winger won the first one in 2001, which doesn't really give a lot of credence to that. But the following year was Trent Acid, and then it then kind of then kind of like a who's who actually of like indie guys from that time. The Trent Acid, No Two, B Boy, Sanjay Dutt, Quackenbush, Ruckus, Joker, 
uh, Sabian slash, um, you know, Black Cheese. Egotistico Fantastico? I don't even know who that is. But, um, okay. Oh, that's, some, that's somebody. I need to figure out who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CCW, <laughs> some CCW guy. Then, 20, then Adam Cole, Sammy Callahan. Um, I don't know who Alex Colon is. Cologne. Drake Younger. And then, but then Mike Bailey. It's been a long time. CCW guy. Yeah, Mike Bailey in 2015. Uh, last year, Jonathan Grisham. And this year, Dave Christ. So, somehow, a lot, yeah, a lot somehow of with like all the stars that they had in the uh, this year's Dave Christ wins. Yeah. Well, at least as a guy, I know who it is, even though I don't, I don't think he's that good. But No, nah, yeah. Well, Sammy Callahan is the booker. And so the Christ are just pushed there. Right is now. he still the booker right now? Yes, he is right okay. now. Interesting. Yeah, what I think so. What do you think of him as a booker? He's definitely still running the Twitter I, account. Yeah, I'm not. I think his era, it's a lot less interesting because it seems like he's trying really hard not to do some of like the CZW tropes that make CZW fun. Like what? Give an example. Like, I don't think he's going to try and bring it back to 1999 anytime soon. He's going to bring back what? Sorry? He's not going to try and bring back 1989, 1999. Okay. <laughs> Zandig's refrain is frequently yes, I, whenever he shows I, up again. I'm gonna bring it back to '99, which I don't like. The shows were gone awful in '99, so yeah, but they were all for violent. Um, but yeah, like uh, so. so under, I will say under Sammy, the um, they've gotten much better at uh, like production. Yeah. Like they make a lot of videos now. They're all pretty good. Who is the book? Uh, both for like hype matches know? and feuds and shows. Do you know who the booker was before Sammy? It was just DJ had it. I have no idea. Okay. I'm just going to guess it's Deej. Yeah, I assume he's in charge of most of that. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, you have to give CW credit, I guess, because like most indie promotions, you know, you can't think of one. Like, okay, if I'm not a fan of whatever indie promotion, I probably have no idea what their big shows of the year are, but I'm not a CW fan and I still know Cage of Death, Corner of Death, that's the best. Right. So they've done a good job branding that at least. But they also have staying power probably they have staying power just because they've been around so long. Yeah. I mean that certainly helps. I've heard of this shit for like you know eleven years ago or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's cool. Um but let's talk about the Onita thing because that's awesome. What happened? What was the deal with Onita? Well, Onita came in to wrestle Matt Tremont in a match that they billed as a singles match, but wasn't seems like it wasn't the best kept secret that that was never actually going to well, be a singles match. Yeah, I mean, I heard that, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Know. Well, so I will say we Tremont really had been calling out Onita for months, and then finally no, at Rest- WrestleMania I, weekend, the uh, best of the best to close the show, they finally announced Onita is coming. And I don't think anyone actually believed them at the time because yeah, it was like it was just kind of like mocking the way it, we treated it. Like I don't think anyone really thought that they would actually pay enough to get Onita to come here. And then I, I just I know I saw him like yelling cheap, cheap, cheap or something on because <laughs> the ex, the explosions were cheap. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, they, they didn't they, they announced it as like an explosion match, but really what they had was two bats that 
blew up when you hit someone with them. <laughs> and it looked very lame, but... Yeah, it was... I, don't know, I feel like it was really the authentic, like, Onita experience, really. I mean, it was never going to be, like, a big, like, a baseball stadium spectacle. <laughs> it was going to be Onita as, uh, like, a working CZW out of money and uh, their big match, which he stole and ran in Japan instead. So, the, yeah, the match at CZW turned to a tag match. And then what was, what, what was the actual match? Uh, it ended up being... I don't even remember what the team... It was, it was, Tremont, it was Danny Havoc, someone else, Ricky Shane Page, and Tremont against Onita uh, and Raijin Yaguchi, and I forget the third guy. I think it was a CZW guy. No, it it was it was three on three with three FNW guys uh, against okay. three CW guys. I can I can find out. Hold on. Okay, it was Onita, Hideki Hisaka, and Raijin Noguchi against Danny Havoc, Tremont, and Ricky Shane Page. Yeah. So yeah, they fans apparently hated that, <laughs> or or like or, and like the they did, of- but the the post match promos were so excellent that everyone forgot and no one cared. Yeah, it wasn't for you weren't watching it for the match. The match didn't matter. You were watching. So is that where is that where the post match promo is that where he was yelling cheap, cheap, cheap? Yes, and he challenged him to come to Japan, and then they just started slapping the shit out of each other for a couple minutes while they were screaming obscenities and, and promos at each other, and then they played the uh, wild thing, and the show went off the air. <laughs> it's awesome. I think someone um, who was there described it to me as like getting worked by Onita in real time. It's like all the experience you can need. I mean, it does sound pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still... I, I, if I had more time oh, the... to believe that it was going to happen, I would have actually like planned to go, you know? Uh, but I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to plan my one vacation a year around. Um, yeah. Onita. Maybe not happening. Is is this, so? This is the same show. Is it the same show where, with the Leo Rust spot? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Because I see Leo Rust feeds Joey Janela on here. So. He won on his way out of the territory too. Hell yeah! But I think they temporarily kicked Janela out at that point too, who just came back. I think that's the other part of CCW is they'll stop pushes like a month after and then bring the guy back in six months, like nothing happened. And I think that's what actually happened with Janela. He was there then, and then they didn't book him for two months or something. And then he just came back. Yeah, and then MJF stole his girl, but now he's back. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that up to date on that angle. <laughs> it's awesome. But um, I, I, so does Joey Janela do a lot of CW nowadays or now? Well, yeah, he's, he's got one of the titles now, so I'd assume he's back to an every show guy. Okay, I know he's doing. He just did PWG. Yeah, he was so. in Bubba. He's in like AEW and all those. Everywhere books him now. He's not an AEW. He's not an AEW guy. I thought he was. I think he's worked one show, but like I, I just went to AEW last month, and he was he not there. there. So. Do you guys like? Do you guys like Janela? It seems like he's very popular right now. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I like Joey a lot. I think he's he's unique, and the things that he's good at, uh, well, no one else is really doing. Yeah, there's so. not really that many guys who take crazy ladder bumps right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, actually good ladder bumps, too. Well, I like his whole presentation. He He's figured out 
you know, who he is like as a as a performer. Um, Spring Break got him over huge. Yeah, that definitely did him wonders, which is good. <laughs> I mean, I the the thing I always know him for is the, and I've never seen him in a wrestling match. I have to say, but the the amazing dunk he did on Russell Circus and their their fucking remember that Patreon they tried to do or whatever the GoFundMe and then like oh, Janelle, yeah. put, Janelle put like this amazing go fake GoFundMe right to, like, yes. <laughs> to buy this auditorium and all this other shit it's fucking awesome oh he had to wrestle Marty Kennedy or something yeah and well he actually did that at at uh, yeah at Spring Break that was a good show you guys should go to the next one. <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna go to Mania. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna go to Mania weekend, but then that New Japan thing got announced. And I was like, why? I'm just gonna go to that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna go to Mania weekend because I decided to, I, I was thinking about it, but then I decided to go to the New Japan show instead. That's two weeks earlier, and I, I like LA anyway. I don't, I don't know anything about New Orleans, but LA is cool. I can go see a Kings game on the Monday. LA's not bad. Yeah, it's a cool three. It's a cool little three days. My girlfriend's pissed at me for deciding I want to do this, but she would have been equally pissed at me if I wanted to go to WrestleMania weekend. So either way. Um, but yeah, so back to CCW. Uh, let's wrap up the. Is there anything else you want to talk about for getting to the questions? Because the mailbag was enormous. We're gonna get into those questions. Okay, so let's get to the questions. The CZW mail. Apparently, people really, really wanted to hear the CZW topic because I got like probably the most questions we've ever gotten. Uh, very close. Really good. Let's see. I'm going to go all the way back to start here and find the first question. Uh, okay. So, Chris at Funky SDG, you mentioned him earlier. What are your favorite memories of these title reigns? Sergio, Notorious Scumbag, Devin Moore, Masada. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen any of Devin Moore's title reign, so I cannot answer that. Masada, it was all bad. Every single match she had was terrible until he lost it to Gulak. Uh, Sergio is one of the weirdest... That's like the most CZW thing was to give the title to Sozio. Mm. <laughs> um, who you might know as Niles Young. Does that ring a bell? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Socio was the leader of The Front, which was like a like a mafia stable who showed up to fight like Gulak's campaign. Okay. Um, which was, we've been and just like, setting this up weird, but that angle was like actually great. Yeah. It, it was him refusing to do hardcore and like making fun of Nick Gage for going to prison. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so Socio leads the front. Biff Busick is like their muscle. And Biff Busick wins the title and Socio gets super jealous and eventually cashes in a favor that DJ Hyde owes him and, and beats Busick for the title. And then he loses it in Cage of Death to Black G's after getting hit in the face with a weed whacker, I think. <laughs> anyway, within four months, everyone who is in the front is no longer in the company, except for Trooper Audubon, who's a referee. 
<laughs> That's it. It was, it was bad. That's amazing. It was inexplicable. None of them were ever good. Niles Young had been in the promotion since like 2003 and never had a good match. I don't, I have no idea why he got the title. But he was gone after That's that. That's the CZW experience. <laughs> kind of enjoying something and then it's swerving off in a weird direction for no real reason. Like when <laughs> WWE sucks, I feel like I can understand their logic, even if it's stupid. CZW, it's just like, well, suddenly this guy has the title now because no one planned ahead further than a week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like going firm show to show basis here. Like there's a there's a Steam story from one of the I think it's from the RF video shoot. Shout out to Rob Einstein. <laughs> um and it's like he was gonna go on like a Dragon Gate tour, so he needed to drop the Iron Man title. And they were like, we can't do that because we're gonna be in a cage match. And it's like three on three on three or something. And and Zanuck's like, okay, well, then Generico. Generico's going to win the title tonight. And Steen's like, well, he's on my team, so he can't pin me to win the title. What ends up happening is Lufisto is added to the match for no reason. And then she pins Steen despite being on his team to win the title. So like, that's TW <laughs> experience. <laughs> that would have been Steen Wouldn't it drag- be cool if on the day of? He went to Dragon Gate to be a part of Muscle Outlaws and like hated it for some reason. But um, yeah, we did. Oh, so he says in that story they only sent in a tape because sent in a tape, and he's like, "Well, I want to go to Japan too." All right? Who sent in a tape? I, you got cut off. Chris Bosch, oh, the Lioncock. Yeah. yeah, he did. He got over there. He did get. I mean, not well. He didn't get over, but he went there. Did he get over yeah. there? He the made it to Japan. Yeah. Um, but what about notorious scumbag Devin Moore, whoever that is? I've I yeah, was not watching during the Devin Moore era. Okay, Kevin, do you know anything about the Devin Moore era? No, I have nothing on the Devin Moore era. I know he sent this one just to fuck with me. Do we know who this person is, even? Yeah, I know who it is. Okay, is he Devin still- Moore? He's in the Nation of Intoxication. Okay, yes, he's still there. Okay. Yeah, no, they still book those guys. I think you know I haven't seen them in one or two shows. I don't think. So who knows? They might be gone now. Uh, so NOI. Um, uh, so Devin Moore is still around and still working. Um, Danny Havoc retired, and I don't know what Thirteen is doing, but like Thirteen, but like H U R T in all caps in the middle. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that. that name. That's awesome. It's a terrible name. Uh, what about Masada? What's your memories of the Masada title reign? Uh, yeah, he was horrible the entire time. Like, he's just... I don't Great know. promo, though. Yeah, well, did you watch the... John, did you watch the promo I put in the... Uh, I, you, you, I didn't, because I was at work, and you told me immediately, no, open at work. Okay, so... Well, yeah, to give you an idea, Masada is like, he's like the best horrible promo guy. Can you tell me why I couldn't open that at work? Uh, he, he says a lot of stuff. He says fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he says the other F word. He says... Uh... But he also refers to this World is during... War II as, seven, as several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Because it was for the, uh, it was for one of the crossover shows with Big Japan and WXW. So obviously he had to beat the Japanese guy. He had to beat the yes. German guy. He's gonna go to World War Two talk. Makes sense. Yeah, but... can't argue with that logic. No, but somehow he ends up to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat him tomorrow night, just like I beat them several years ago." <laughs> uh, this is awesome. But yeah, the title reign sucked, huh? Nah, yeah, it sucked. And let's see, for Sozio, Sozio lost it in that cage of death that I think you were saying was the one with uh, Black Cheese and him. Yeah. So I guess that, it was a bad match. But yeah, I, b- I believe he taps out when a weed whacker is used on his face. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he lost that in the cage of death, so I'd go with that. That's my favorite moment of the legendary Sozio. Okay. Uh, next question from Real Life Army Man at HP Joker. What should I think of when I see CZW? Because all I can imagine is the wrestling embodiment of the Zandig promo, which is too good to be true. I mean, I think at its best, that's what it is. Like, yeah. but CZW, for me, it's mostly. Yeah, its best is it's not either like. Really as much. It's either like skinny indie geeks doing spots or it's big fat guys bleeding with no in between. Oh man, I missed some actually, so I'll go, I'll go backwards. But yeah, go keep going. Uh, that's it. That's, that's all it is. Skinny indie guys doing moves or fat guys bleeding. Yeah, like, yep. If you're not into the fat guys bleeding, the promotion's never going to be for you. That's like. See, now that's interesting to me because there's plenty of people who watch Big Japan but don't watch the death matches. So there's no one who watches CDW but doesn't watch the death matches? I do not think so. It's more of the death matches. I don't match. think so. What? There's, there's so many so. other, like, yeah, there's so many other actual, like, just work rate promotions now. And theirs are always littered with, like, stupid angles. And guys know selling ladder bumps and stuff, so I just don't think that's the place that those kind I got of things would go to. Like, those are the you. kind of people who would rather watch, like, Evolve or uh, something more like that. CZW is more of, like, Kevin, a variety show. No one would rather watch Evolve. <laughs> you would rather watch Evolve. Dude, you are the, uh, like, number one lore keeper of the Sapolsky universe. <laughs> Um, oh, post, anyway. post Ring of Honor Sapolsky, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're the, the WWN Live era. Yeah. Um, so moving on, though. Dirk Universe uh, asked for the five favorite Zandig matches, moments, or stories. Don't do five each. Come for five together. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, Zandig burying DJ Hyde alive while the CCW song plays. Yeah, the CCW like... song is is great. Um, and John Zandig showed up a couple years ago, you know, demanding I want my company back. And actually, the best thing about this Zandig DJ Hyde feud in CCW is that it actually was building to a Zandig Joey Janela match in GCW. Yeah, to explain um, GCW, uh, 
BCW should probably be explained because a lot of people probably don't know what it is. It's basically the offshoot CZW that runs like the same venues as them in the same region and uses most of the same guys. <laughs> okay. They book a lot more of like the weirder attraction matches. Yeah, like they'll book like Teddy like they did... versus somebody ridiculous. Like they did uh, Matt Riddle versus Nick Gage in like a thumbtack match. That's crazy. Yeah, stuff like, that. like, like no they also which... produce. They produce Spring Break. That was them last year. No one remembers because Joey Janela's name was on the marquee, but that was them. Yeah. Um, and I think he booked Zandig primarily because Zandig lives on the Booker's couch. <laughs> Who's the Booker? That's my understanding. Uh, Brett Lauderdale. Yeah. Um. So does Zand- when Zandig showed up two years ago for the DJ Hive feud, was it like? He had actually been gone from the promotion. Yeah, he no, he showed up before, uh, but he said he would. He kept threatening to show up at Tournament of Death, like at DJ Hyde's home, and sure enough, he showed up in like a backhoe and dug a hole in the dirt, uh, beat up DJ Hyde with the blackout and threw him in it and buried him alive while was he, he was demanding the... that he give him back his company. Was he fucking the bay face or the heel. Everyone hates DJ Hyde, so regardless of what he's doing, he's a heel. In storyline, Zandig was the heel, but in reality, it was Zandig was the face. And they knew, and they knew Zandig was going to get face reactions. Okay. So that's one. Any more? Let's keep going. What's Zandig moment number two? Uh, I I mean, the promo is good. The famous promo that everyone knows is up there. The Jesus one? Um, Yeah. All right, yeah, I think then another one for me. Uh, like we said, that somehow the battle royal just ended up with him winning it after Nick Gage almost died. Yes. Okay. Yes, so despite being it. eliminated in the first round that year, he did win Tournament of Death. That's pretty cool. Um, when I said Tajiri won the title for like a minute, he lost it because Zandig immediately booked himself in a match with Tajiri. <laughs> did one clothesline and pinned him. Was it a 720? It's a great Zandig moment. <laughs> nope, he did not. He did not get the double rotation then. That I, that I have to say that gif was fucking awesome when I saw it. That was awesome. Double rotation. Oh, it's so, it's so great. That whole match is Zandig versus Janela is. But I think that's what that show is on. Yeah, no, the um, 720. That match is actually yeah. good. Oh no! Yeah, that match rules. Well, it's him. It's him ambushing Masada for no particular reason, and then immediately pinning him. But I believe yeah. that is the same show with him versus Janela. And I mean that ends with Zandig through like two tables that are on fire in the bed of a truck. Yeah. I believe he broke his spine again. <laughs> That's why he had to stop wrestling immediately after that match. Wow! But these are some amazing stories, I have to say. Um. Like I said, I always love the cage of death where Zandig, uh, like, Zandig books himself to win, then gives each one of the guys a cut of the money. Yeah, we talked. We told that story. That's amazing already. Like um, just to show off how much the company man he is. Did he? Did, okay, we haven't talked. I may if we haven't mentioned this at all yet, but so there's a famous message board too, right? CZWfans.com. CZW fans. Yeah. I never, I never went to it, but I, I, well, I mean, I never was on it. I just lurked it a few times. Is it still around or no? 
Um, I've never been. I've never checked. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was never a poster. Okay. Because um, I was going to ask you guys if Zandig ever like went on there and posted, but I guess you wouldn't know then. Judging by what I know about Zandig, is he's like a Facebook dad who probably can't get on any other website. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's my um, Zandig character assessment. Um, okay, so any other Zandig things before we move on? Do you have any other ones that stick out in your mind? Mm, no, not really. Okay. So then, because this question, Champ Julius asked his best cage death matches. We did cover that already. Um, Maxwell at Maxwell RBR said, favorite guy that CCW pushed hard and then immediately bailed on. Uh, I think the front, like, yeah. they get pushed into their leader winning the title and then literally all of them disappear within like three months. <laughs> I mean, how many times have they just like brought like blackout in and then did something huge with them for a month and then just like booked them all just to job or just not even on the next show? Or like, like the Mid-South invasion. Like yeah. I literally forgot that that happened. Yeah, did that get a payoff? I don't even know. It's so. Yeah, I think like the front one is just so egregious because that feud was good. I don't know why they ended that one. And then they just decided to. They just put the title on Black G's in, in the Cage of Death. I don't even think any of those guys in the front work like anywhere anymore. Like, I think Ryan I mean, Galone still wrestles. He beyond once in a while. But like, Eric Corvus. Trooper Audubon, I don't even think Sozio wrestles anymore. Yeah, I... no, yeah, so... Also, during a lot of that run, Sozio was constantly on Dojo Wars, which I feel like that's their trainee promotion, not like the featured I mean, players. Non, yeah, they have non-trainee uh, matches on it sometimes, so it could have just been that. I don't know what it was doing like at that period. Interesting. Um, so that that's both your answers. The front. Yeah, I think the front. Just because, like, that one ruins like a good angle too. Yeah. Uh, okay, Which Brock really Obama. Say for that. <laughs> it's usually a bad angle. It's ruining. Yeah. Um, Brock Obama at not Brock Janky on Twitter. Uh, first, he says John House and Eric Gargiulio actually good. <laughs> Uh, so those are the old commentary guys from the early days, I think. And indie commentary back then, and even really still now, is like largely pretty bad. Um, but they were fine. I, they were at par at worst, and sometimes pretty good. I don't know, I have no complaints. Yeah, I don't have enough distinct memories here to uh, say. If I've been watching a lot of old CZW the last... I, so I subscribed to CZW... Not even the High Spots Network. I subscribed specifically to CZW Studios uh, last week and have been trying to watch as much as possible. Um, Yeah, they're fine. Has it been like a rewarding experience? I've gotten my $9 worth so far, certainly. Nice. (laughs) Uh, His next question was, would you a weed whacker? And he adds, (laughs) not not a typo. So I don't know what this means. Someone explain it to me. I... Do you want to get weed My whacked? answer's no. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's probably pretty cool. Okay. What is there a story here, I assume? Or 
What? I mean, CZW hasn't I, been afraid to bust out the weed whacker. I don't know. Yeah, it used to be the signature weapon of the wife beater, I think. Okay. Um, then he says, favorite bad show name. I mean, they Ooh. just read so, Wolf of Wrestling, which is so it's not fair. Wait, what they have? Sorry? Uh, the Wolf so, of Wrestling. The, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, the next show was going to be called Hot Buzz, but, like, everyone was like, this is stupid, so they changed it. Yeah, they went back to the old Night of Infamy name. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really good old CCW show names. Like, one of the first shows is just called The Nail Gun. <laughs> um, yeah, like, as far as just bad ones, I can't get Wolf of Wrestling out of my head just because it was, like, literally... Like, that is really it's stupid. So bad. It's horrible. Yeah, like yeah and, like, that movie's, like, man. four years old. Yeah, that movie is not topical. <laughs> Um, uh, stretched in Smyrna is another good CZW show name. His final... Helloware. <laughs> his final question, this four-part question: Describe DJ Hyde's childhood bedroom. So I've actually seen DJ Hyde's childhood bedroom uh, because he still lives with his parents. And during the last year, I think Vice did like a documentary about Tournament of Death, and they interviewed him in his home. Uh, in the bedroom where he produces CCW shows. Wow. Uh, it looks like a bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> From mine, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, SG, SGG Sound System. He's at, uh, you, people know who this is, at twitter.com. Uh, best Nick Gage quotes promos. Uh, also, what indie guy from 2005-ish to now should have become a deathmatch guy but didn't? Whichever one you want to handle first. We already talked some Nick, Nick Gage stuff, but I don't know if you got any quotes or promos or something. Uh, so yeah, during the Nick Gage uh, fight club last weekend before Power Struggle, as he is holding a saw up to Stockade's neck, a power drill closer and closer to his eye uh, before... The camera guy waves him off. Um, I believe he says, I'll catch a charge for this shit. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's great. He's so cool. Don't catch a charge. Don't catch a charge. Uh, Kevin, do you have Uh, And then an indie guy who should have been a deathmatch guy, if Seth Rollins was ugly... There's a perfect confluence of events around him that he would definitely have been a deathmatch guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Seth Rollins would have been just like flipping off. Trashy guy ass. from like Iowa. Yeah, loves metalcore. Absolutely. <laughs> Does he really love yes. metalcore? That's embarrassing. Oh, he loves metalcore. It's embarrassing. Um, Kevin, do you have a Nick Gage quote? Um. I mean, just pull up his Twitter. There's a hundred of them. That's yeah, they're all good. Everything he says is a quote. I'm trying to remember. There was just one thing from like, his post-jail shoot interview that he said and had me like dying laughing. And I'm trying to remember. If I can get back, if I can remember it, I'll say it. But okay, guys from like 2005 to now who should have been a deathmatch guy. Hmm. You know who would be a good deathmatch guy? Who I don't think is normally good. Oh. Ethan Page. 
Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, he's a like, guy I would love to see jump off ladders. <laughs> the actually, so the Ethan Page matches that I do wind up liking are usually like the plunder matches. Yeah, uh, like that he does Darby Allen brawls and stuff. Like, yeah, like that was great. Uh, he did like one against Tony Nice at WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. That was a lot of fun. Like, I, yeah, um, even hit people with chairs and. Put him through tables yeah, every day. I think he'd be a good deathmatch guy. Yeah, probably. I could see it. Uh, Blue Noth Records at Max to the Max on Twitter. Was the Flyer Skate Zone crowd ever good? You guys kind of talked about this before, but if you have any other thoughts, I, I feel like they've been av- average. They were at some point, and maybe time moved past them. But uh, good, no. But typical, sure. Yeah, they're consistent and they're a little less anti-Semitic, so you can take that as you will. I, I will say, from my when I went to ECW Arena those two times, they did not seem significantly worse than the Ring of Honor crowd. To be honest, I mean, yeah, it was basically the same yeah, thing. I don't think they're like, I don't yeah. think it was drastically different from like at that point Ring of Honor crowd. Yeah, so I mean, America, all, pretty much all American <laughs> wrestling crowds fucking suck. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Champ Julius, another question. He said, Youth Gone Wild hits the wedding. What do you do? Uh, just like start photobombing all the pictures doing this ending pose. <laughs> okay. Uh, so J.R. Goldberg at Wrestling Bubble says, if you had to show someone a single match that represented both the best and worst of CZW, what would you show them? The two ring cage of death. The two ring cage. So the same show, but for me, it's 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 the it's the two ring battle royal that opens that show. It, it's like, are you familiar with World War Three in WCW? Yeah. Where there's like three rings. It's the Royal yeah. Rumble with three rings. It fucking sucks. It's, it's that, but with two rings. It is as difficult to watch because they don't know how to shoot both rings at once. Um, it is like a bunch of CZW trainees. And they're all getting absolutely obliterated by DJ Hyde working way too stiff and John Dahmer working way too stiff, just throwing them around like ragdolls. <laughs> and there's a lot of faces you might recognize among the trainees. And it's, I don't know, it's chaos. It doesn't make much sense. It's hard to follow, but the action is fun. Makes sense to me. Um, so Thoros, at Thoros on Twitter... If you had the chance to book Zandig in one match against any indie slash freelance wrestler today, who would it be? Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> an important question. That's why I can't. Okay. I have an answer. All right, go ahead. Because it's my answer to this question every time it comes up. When someone has, you know, what's your, if you, any, anyone, what's your dream match with whoever? The answer is always Tim Thatcher. Hmm. Yeah, have, have you ever seen I any see... of the Thatcher death matches? Because I've never seen them. No, I've not. But like, the Styles clash there is always funny to me. Like, but he was like a legit death was... match guy for a while. Oh really? <laughs> so there was an APW show that ran like, uh, Gangrel against Tim Thatcher. Yeah, that match rules. And it is. Yeah, so like that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Yeah. These guys struggling to do 
like the grappling. <laughs> yeah, actually, Zandig trying to grapple would rule. I'm gonna go with my cop out answer every time someone asks something like this, and just say Dick Togo. Okay. So, with that, I believe we can wrap this up. Unless you have any final thoughts on combat zone wrestling. Hmm. I think we're pretty good. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no final thoughts on CGW. Um, uh, to wrap this up, um, first of all, a couple things that are going to be coming up on Omakaze in the next few weeks. First of all, we're going to be doing uh, an awards this year, the first ever Wrestling Omakaze Awards. So look out for that, I guess, probably in January, but ballots have gone out already. Basically, the, the awards panel is going to be all the previous guests of Wrestling Omakaze. So anyone who was a guest this year gets to vote, including Kevin and Jake here. So please remember to turn in your ballots because I will bug you. Um, other than I'm that, I'm just gonna vote for CZW. Okay, that's, that's yeah. fine. You vote for you vote for whatever you want. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's the awards, and then we're also gonna be starting a year in review series where we're just gonna like cover. Um, pretty much one specific promotion each week and just give you like, you know, the best matches of the year, uh, best wrestlers. So in, in, like in conjunction with the awards episodes, you know, the awards episode, like the awards voting, you know, and a lot of people are voting a match of the year list. I know there's the, uh, that we don't know wrestling 100 thing, uh, you know, the, the observer year end awards. So we're going to try to help you out and give you like matches we think you should be watching from each promotion, stuff that happened that year if you're not familiar with the promotion, and really help you try to like uh, get the 2017 in review for each promotion. So next week it's going to start out with uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and we have a great guest. We have Ian. Um, he's like at uh, Ian or something on Twitter, but oh no, he's at Scrong Style. What am I talking about? <laughs> at Scrong Style on Twitter. So that will be next week's guest, All Japan Pro Wrestling Year in Review kicking off our year review series. And we have a lot of great episodes, uh, you know, in store for that. We have, I can already tell you, we're going to have Joe Lanza on for New Japan. We're going to have Brother Mort, you know, uh, the guy who runs the Real Hill Archive, on for DDT. Uh, the Burning Spirits guys are coming back on, one on DDT and one on Big Japan. So a lot of cool stuff planned. And we're going to do a WWE episode, even though I fucking hate them. Um, we have it's really impossible not to do a year review without doing WWE. So I think we, we have Kelly and August from Voice Wrestling on that. So two guys who have done, I think, like every single roundtable pay-per-view review this year. So they can finally put that knowledge to good use. But in the meantime, that will wrap things up here. Uh, do you guys want to plug anything? Just your, I already plugged your Twitters, I think. Is there anything else to plug? Uh, I, I got nothing else going on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Duriki, Noi, and Oakgan, everybody. Those are the Twitters again. Obviously, you can follow our, our Twitter at Russell Omakaze. Um, like us on iTunes or whatever the fuck people do on iTunes. I guess subscribe to it, review it, or rate it, whatever you want to do. If you want to get just our feed, you can do that. Um, but that's pretty much it. We'll see you next week. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. 
Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.